Father, we thank you for the opportunity to be in your presence, Lord, just to hear your word, hear your good understanding, and to go forth and and do the work that you've commanded us to do in this earth. We thank you for that opportunity, Lord, to work for you. It makes our lives meaningful. Father, I don't know who who needs to hear this, but until you come into the purpose of God for your life, your life has very little meaning. You may have some good points and some ups and downs, but we're talking about true meaning. And so, Father, we thank you to bring people into a vision of the true meaning of life. In Jesus' name, amen and praise God. Amen, amen, and amen again. So um, we're going to continue talking about uh, the Jezebel and Ahab portion of the triad of the uh, unholy trinity is what that was the name we gave to them. Uh, one of the things that, that uh, God cautioned me about was to make sure that when we address uh, different principalities and powers, we get our revelation from the word and not from uh, uh, Christian. Uh, you know, there's two two parallel churches here there's a religious church that moves in the flesh and appearances and then there's the true church of the lord jesus christ that moves in the invisible realm moves in faith and so uh he just cautioned me to always stay with the word because that keeps you where the true warfare is and that is in the invisible realm uh and to be cautious about um wrestling against flesh and blood just don't do that anymore people are not against you people are not your enemy people are not your problem amen Uh, the devil is your problem and it's good to keep it on that level because if you're one of these kind of people it's always cautious about you know who's who said what to you and what it sounded like you're going to be deceived very easily because you're still got yourself on the throne and you don't really have god on the throne um, I found out through serving God that he takes care of you. You don't have to take care of yourself because that's what got you in trouble to begin with. Amen. All of us. And trying to take care of ourselves, trying to be somebody, trying to have this and trying to have that and all that. And when you come into covenant with God, you renounce all of that. He says, deny yourself. That means just forget you are here and allow God to take care of you. He takes care of you if you let him. Amen. And if you'll trust him, he does more than take care of you. Amen. And uh, it's just something that's that's ordained from the foundation of the earth. The things that we have, <coughs> excuse me, in God have been laid up for us throughout eternity. And I think that's a little hard for some of us to even get a grip on. But it is true. Amen. It, he, what you need is no surprise to him. It's not a shock to him that you run out of money when you promise yourself you wouldn't do this again. It, it happens again. Amen. And, uh, in, in, but he already has multiple supply for you. Amen. And, and just keep yourself humble and say, God, I don't even know how to run my checkbook, let alone running anything else or try to tell you how to fix somebody else up so I like them better. Let me just stop. Get a grip on myself. Amen. And and just come on and be for real and and be somebody that God can can bless and and he can honor and and all of those things. Amen. Uh so so you know, if you think about it, God has stored up for us. Uh and sometimes you can look in the natural and see where that's happened for you. 
you just pay attention, you'll realize, God, I've never lacked anything. I've never been homeless. I've never been without anything. If you get homeless, it's because you want to be. I'll say it again. If you get homeless, it's because you want to be. Amen? So quit looking at that as something desirable. You don't care if you have something. Quit not caring about stuff. And let God care for you. He's he's good at people who don't care about stuff because he takes care of you. All you just have to do is believe him for it and believe him for a good quality of life because that's really all he ever gives to anybody. He don't give you leftovers. He don't give you junk. He He has good quality in mind for all of us. We're the ones who think we don't deserve anything. Just saying now, let's come on, let's get with it here and get your mind renewed in the word of God. Start thinking more like God thinks. Think about yourself the way he thinks about you. Amen. You don't need approval from anybody but him. And he he takes care of takes care of you and he'll put it where you can see it. You know, for all those people who just can't believe nothing unless they see where it's I know. I want to believe God, but I don't know about that. He'll put it where you can see it. That ain't hard for him. You know, it ain't no thing. So just always believe. Start renewing your mind. to This, this won't jump on you and just follow you. You have to attract it. With the way that you think, with the way that you believe, with the way that you speak, with the way that you, the type of spirit that you expose yourself to and walk in. That's how you attract the blessings of God. Don't come any other way. It comes by faith. And faith is a lifestyle. Amen. It's how you live every single day. And so God wants to, to bless us and, and help us and keep us in things and, and allow us to be able to prosper in spite of our circumstances. Amen. You know, all y'all is able-bodied. You know, I'm up beyond retirement age and been a widow for 23 years and God never had me lack for anything. Not one thing. You understand me? It's by faith. Because he forced me to believe him. How you like them apples? He'll force you to believe him. Amen? You see, just sit here, Barb, and read this Bible and see what I got for you. And don't deviate from that. He'll force you to believe him. And so he's, he's a God, a faithful God. It, it's not because it, he does, he's no respecter of persons. He doesn't like me better than nobody else. He loves us all. But we've got to start taking him at his word, folks, more and more at his word, because he is such a faithful God, such a faithful God. It's amazing, just amazing what he's done for us from way back. Just sometimes take a little time out from your little busy nothings. You know what we do. Ain't nothing. We think it's so important. Ain't nothing. And and whatever you're doing and reflect on his goodness. Just allow him to be able to show you and and to begin to project a vision for greater goodness in the future. Amen. Appreciate where you are now. Understand your past and then let him project more coming to you in your future because it's increasing. Amen. He is a good God and his mercy endures forever and ever 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 and ever. Amen. Praise God. So, okay, so we're going to um, 
Oh, that was free. I forgot. I forgot. I I got to do the announcements. Amen. Uh, this month is our Master Prayer Manual, manual $8 plus shipping. And this seven weeks to health and healing volume one is free. So we always try to give you something free. And unless we can't or can't see that it's feasible to do it that way. But we always have things that we want to sow into the body of Christ and bless people with them. So so get that while you can get it. And Monday and Wednesday we have this person. Amen. This is our, our, our Strong Faith radio broadcast. Amen. Praise God on KDAYLive.com. I'm so thankful for this open door. Mondays at 9 a.m., Wednesdays at 9 p.m. So that makes it easy for you to fall in there and find it. And there's good music before and after it. I just always, I'm always looking for new music to worship to and and so I can usually pick up some idea of what's current out there uh, when I look at it. So there's the bonus. See, God gives us a bonus. So praise God. So so focus on the word, folks. This is a good time to stay in your Bible and to stay in, in uh, teachings that build up your your um, uh, knowledge in God and, and give you a, a good foundation because there's so much to look at out there in the world, but a lot of people are not foundational. They sound real good and holler real loud and give you goosebumps sometimes, but uh, it's good to stay on a foundation, you know, of the gospel that God has given us. So, so get foundational and stay foundational. So we were talking about Jezebel. The Jezebel Ahab combination, then there's a Jezebel Pharaoh combination, and then there's Pharaoh all by himself. Amen. So he kind of is the uh, lead spirit, more aggressive male. Uh, we see that spirit rising up now in our own government. It's always been there in some form or another, but it's getting more prominent now. Uh, and it's probably because of what they call globalism. I know that's a term we all hear, but it's it's not new. It's the same old one world government that started with the Tower of Babel. Amen. Uh, the people in 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 Babel, uh, well, in in on the earth at that time, decided that they would uh, build a a tower that goes all the way up to heaven. And so when God saw that, he stopped it and that's what we need to understand about anybody who wants to take over the world it's god's property and he will stop it himself amen but he needs intercessors to pray so that these things can get done we don't just sit back and say like god's your servant or something we live down here and we still have dominion but the good thing is that we can use our dominion for his kingdom to advance and for the enemy's kingdom to be destroyed, which it will eventually be totally destroyed. But we have a movement among people who believe in uh, the new world order. You'll hear terms like that, uh, global governance, uh, uh, freedom for everything. Uh, you see these people with uh, this uh World Economic Forum, 
have uh, meetings like once a year, and they get it together. These are all extremely wealthy people. They get together and discuss how they're going to run the world. That means run your life and my life. Amen. And so don't don't think they're not serious. They are very serious, and they've been at it for quite a while. So this this is the spirit of Pharaoh. He pops up in different different places, different times, you know, in in the world. Um, in Egypt, he started out with the Pharaohs, and they wanted to uh, destroy all of God's people. Well, God has a covenant of life with his people, so he's not going to let you be destroyed. Amen. All you got to do is continue to believe God for protection, for wisdom, for knowledge, for understanding, and for a way of escape if it comes to it. Amen. Um, I don't believe that God is in a lot of this, what they call doomsday prepping, uh, where people are stocking up on toilet paper. They did that during the pandemic, and all that toilet paper is gone, and they didn't print it some more while you stocking up. You understand what I'm saying? If, if, it, God can produce when you think about it, folks. Come on now. And and Jesus already gave the example of the man who he's remember the guy who said, I got all this corn and and I built a silo and, and I got too much corn. What do I do to make myself secure? I know I'll tear it down and build another one bigger and store more corn. And Jesus said, You idiot. Tonight your life, your soul will be required of you. And what you gonna do about your soul? So to me, it's like, uh, get busy. If you're really scared the world is going to come to an end, start winning souls for God. Start praying more. Devote yourself. Turn the plate down. Devote yourself more to prayer and fasting so you can really hear from God. Do you understand me? And so this is how people who live in the spirit run their lives. We run them by the spirit. Amen. And so once you understand that, and you can always get wisdom from God, he'll tell you. How to, if Jesus took that, imagine it's this little kid uh, at, at, the, at one of his meetings had a happy meal. I mean, that ain't big enough for a kid almost. You know, you get one of them for some kids and they sit up and roll their eyes at you. You know you have made a bad move. They ready for the adult version already. Amen. And so he presents that. Jesus told the disciples, he said, don't send these people home. What is your problem? Amen. Nobody's going to make it home in time enough to buy some food for themselves. He said, you feed them. And they sat up and scratched their heads until he started to give them instructions for how those people would be fed. Well, if Jesus could do that then, what do you think he can do with your refrigerator? And what you I mean, come on, folks. Let's let's get real here. If it gets that bad, there's nothing you can do in the natural to help yourself. And if God don't preserve stuff, you know it'll go bad on you. I don't care what kind of guarantee them people say they're giving you on that food. You got me? Twenty, It's good for 20 years. Well, I ain't going to be here 20 years to know it, so I guess maybe. <laughs> Give me some one-week food. I've been doing pretty good on that, you know. So God is not for that kind of stuff, folks. You just, I don't care if there are Christians selling it. There's some Christians sometimes get to be some of the most deceived people. Why? Because they never address their own fears. They're always living out of fear and then one put it on you. Well, I'm not receiving that fear. Amen. 
I'm like I'm like Esther right about now. If I perish, I perish. Yeah, I go home to be, whether I live or die, I belong to the Lord who made heaven and earth. Amen. <laughs> so don't be so nervous about this, what you're gonna eat, what you're gonna drink, what you're gonna wear, all that kind of stuff. You be more concerned about eternal things. So let's get to that's just a diversion and a distraction. Let's get to getting and and giving to the Lord, continue your giving to, to what God is doing in the earth. And, and God will always bless you. It says as long as the earth remains. Seed time and harvest come. I mean, it's always a good idea to sow seed to God's kingdom because you're going to reap a harvest as long as the earth is here. And so it's just good to stay away from a lot of that pressure about how you're going to survive if, if something jumps off. If something jumps off, I'm on God's side. You understand? He, he draw that bloodline up right over here with you, Jesus. Everybody else is over there. Y'all help yourself. But, you know, and so Pharaoh is, is always in charge of the one world government. Why? Because he's mean. So you need somebody mean to get up and, and talk to people and force them to comply. So the forced compliance is always a sign of the spirit of Pharaoh. That's why you resist it. Amen. Nobody can force you to do anything. God can't even force you to do stuff. So forced compliance is always a sign of Pharaoh's rule. He seems to have taken the forefront right now where Jezebel and Ahab have fallen into the background. So this is how this triad operates. They operate uh, alternating roles and alternating in prominence and dominance. So you'll see uh, one, uh, the the couple uh, in charge uh, for a season, and then you see Pharaoh come and get in charge for a season. And sometimes they continue to operate. Uh, what what Jezebel and Ahab do is they tend to manipulate people and convince them in subtle ways over onto the devil's side. All of this is done to keep the devil in power. And so we, we need to understand that. You need to understand also that that God has great help for the church. Uh, there is a real uh, 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 bride of Christ that the the Jezebel spirit tends to want to imitate. Amen. And so there's a mirror image of everything in God's kingdom over in the dark kingdom. And so Jezebel... Uh, in some places in the Bible, she's spoken of as the queen of heaven. That female deity, it's all the same thing. And the Greeks called her Diana. Amen. The great goddess Diana of the Ephesians. You know, that, that thing. So that female deity is the same one. They just call her different things through different generations and in different cultures. And so she's represented uh, by uh, by the, the Queen of Heaven or or some some people Astarte, uh, Ishtar, all of these these names that they give these female deities. Um, it's all the same thing. It's a representation, a fake representation of the church. And and when these spirits get to operating around God's people, they will give you a false understanding of God's word, a false understanding of what God wants, a false understanding. This is why it's not good enough for these spirits to manipulate people 
uh, in the world with with sexual confusion. So Jezebel and Ahab are in charge of this um, uh, gender, uh, you know, the gender thing, gender identity, and and uh, where people what what it does it can anything that casts a bad bad light on God is the devil. And the first thing you hear them say is, I feel like I'm in the wrong body. Transgender. I I can decide which gender I am. Or I don't like this because I don't feel comfortable this way. And what it points to is that God made a mistake. So when you see that going on, you know it's definitely the devil. But look how many people are convinced of the truth of it you know whereas most christians you know our problem was we started laughing stuff off too much because we thought it wouldn't catch on but you see what's happened now so you can't laugh at the devil unless you got him bound and bound real good you understand what i'm saying and my thing and god sits in the heavens and he laughs at the devil and we have joy because we know we have authority over the devil, but you still got to take authority. And you still have to have a, an answer for people who have been brainwashed and indoctrinated that this is okay. You understand what I'm saying? Um, there are too many people who are deceived in this way. And you would think that people just accept who they are, but but people just don't accept anything anymore. They refute everything. They hate everything if they don't feel like it's right or somebody tells them it's not right. They just go along with it. There's no like uh, for a foundation that people rest on where they say, well, I don't care what goes on. At least I believe so and so and so. I believe this and I'm not wavering. There's no foundation for people anymore. They've stopped being a foundation when they ban God from everything. Take him out of schools. Take him now. They didn't put him out of church. They've got uh, homosexuals ministering. They got them in pulpits. Uh, they and they will tell people that tell people if you if you uh, abide in not just homosexual sin but any sin, but especially that it's an abomination to God. You think about it. If God was was just to to turn a deaf ear and a blind eye to everything people did. My goodness, there wouldn't be an earth here pretty soon. Because if you, if you are, are a same sex person attracted to the same sex, pretty soon there's not going to be anybody to multiply and replenish the earth. So they, they, uh, they rebel against God's number one commandment. That commandment was given before the ten were. Amen. And so people lived out of the, the, uh, uh, the desire, the drive, and the purpose of repopulating the earth. That's always been. So now all of a sudden the devil comes along and says, no, you don't do that anymore. You you, you like somebody same sex. Well, what about replenishing? Well, we'll find you some kids. And that's where the false families come in. Amen? So Jezebel and Ahab are in charge of false families. Amen? Anything other than God ordained is false. Amen? Now, you can start out that way, but go and find God. When you find God, he can start 
building you into the person who understands true family life, what the family is. And he can help you have a good Christian family life no matter how you started out. And in fact, a lot of people who think they're living a Christian life really aren't. You got me? So he has to straighten everybody out when it comes to this. And so he's he's about the business of keeping life going on on the earth. He supports life. God is pro-life. He is not pro-choice, which means murder. Amen. You made the choice already. So sexual confusion is part of of Jezebel, Ahab, and Pharaoh's armament. That's part of their weaponry that they use to defeat humanity, to pull humanity down, to pull people into a, a depraved condition so that people lose their sense of identity. You lose your sense of worth. You lose your sense of being made in God's image. You lose your sense of being worthwhile. Amen? And, and, and Christians need to quit playing around with that. I'm nothing without God. He, he don't go to the cross for nothing. Now, you were never worthless. Now, you may be a hot mess without him, but you're not, you're not worthless. He, you, he loves you, hot mess and all. Amen? And so this exaggerated sense of, of who, what the sinful life does, you know, it does nothing but helps us to be more discouraged when it comes to trying to pray for sinners and to believe God to help sinners. You know, if you look down your nose at people, you're not going to love them or want to pray for them. And and so we we have to watch how we hear things, you know, watch how you, you know, she always show love to people. I don't care who they are, what they came from, what they look like, you know, what kind of car they drive, what kind of house they live in. Just always love people. They're made in God's image and keep that before you at all times and, and appreciate people, you know, and, and just let yourself love people in the love of God. Lift them up. Always want to encourage them with the word of God, you know, and, and that kind of thing. So, so this is, this is how God wants us to live. So in Revelation chapter 12, so we have our, our background here about Jezebel and Ahab. So we're going to study them out a little bit so you'll be able to filter them out of your system. So this is the first thing that we do when we, we come across spiritual knowledge. Uh, the Bible says that, that we are, we can avenge disobedience when our obedience is fulfilled. So what we're doing is fulfilling our obedience. And our obedience is to make sure that you don't give in to these powers. Once you understand how they operate, make sure that you don't participate with them and you're on the alert to know how they operate and you stay out of their, um, their uh, power and don't use that power in your life it most of us have in fact all of us have because that's all we knew all you knew was what you wanted and who didn't want you to have it and what you was going to do to get it amen and so we when you're living with god you have to let that go and trust me sometimes people are reluctant to let it go they don't totally trust God. If if I don't uh, stand up for myself and I'll fight for myself, who going to fight for me? Why are you always in a fight? 
How come you don't sometimes have a peaceful day? My goodness, you just wake up boxing and carrying on. Stop it. Amen. It's not normal. It ain't normal to have a fight with everybody. And so God wants us to be, we're supposed to carry peace with us. We're supposed to spread peace. And, and that's not by jumping into everybody's business. Because when people are in confusion, they will seek you out. If you're a peaceful person, they'll come to you. They'll seek you out. Amen. That you don't have to tell them nothing about anything. They just, they just know uh, your presence. Amen. You know, I went into the the vet and I wasn't I had to take Coco. She was uh, her condition was getting worse and worse. And I just didn't like going there. You know, I was like, oh, man, I said, I got to take my little dog over there, see if if they can do something to make her comfortable, help her. Uh, you know, I knew her time was limited. She is 13 years old, you know, and they had lived with me in the camps. <laughs> <laughs> she survived all of us you know what i'm saying she's a good dog and uh i was in there and i was just sitting there just meditating and thanking god you know waiting on the vet to come in and she opened the door and she came in she said oh my goodness and and she just she began to talk to me a little bit and she said ma'am she said she said your voice is so peaceful she said, I'm, I'm, she said, I'm, she said, I got goosebumps. And I said, oh, I said, that's the Holy Spirit. I said, a minute, she said, I knew it was something. And see, even in your worst, want to cry and ain't thinking about nothing but your own misery, God shows up anyway. So you don't have to try and be nobody, folks. Please get off of social media talking about people throwing shade and talking about your haters and people who don't like get get off the pedestal. You know what I'm saying? It's just it's nothing but flesh and it's it's ungodly. You understand? But I'm telling you, when God owns you and he needs to use you for something, he will use you. Amen. And and I had a wonderful time talking to that woman. I told her, I said, you know, I was just sitting here praying. I said, she said, well, please continue. And she just, you know, encouraged me and, and just told me what she could do, you know, for Coco and everything. And it just, it works that way. Kingdom works that way. You take the kingdom with you wherever you go. But learn how to be you in God's presence. Amen. And trust him to, to move through you and to use you. And and don't try to be nobody. Amen. Just just hope you can get in and do something for God and get out without without nobody knowing you came. You know what I'm saying? It's just hey, you know? So so anyway, God God will do these things, folks. He he is totally in charge, you know, totally in charge. He's a good God and he wants to bless people. Amen. You don't know what people are going through in their work. You just don't know. And you don't know what God wants to do for them if he can get one of his kids to, to you know, let him show through. So praise God. So anyway, in Revelation chapter 12, we'll go back there and revisit that a little bit. And we're talking about this war in heaven. So this is not something you have to win. It's been won already for you. You understand what I'm saying? We were just kind of like hostages for a minute. Now we're free. Don't let yourself get entangled with the yoke of bondage anymore once God has set you free. And so when we study these these spiritual entities, 
we have to make sure that we are free of their power. And so once you see these characteristics of Jezebel and Ahab and and Pharaoh, all you have to do is go before God and say, God, I renounce this. I don't want this in my life. Amen. I can see where I've been that person. I can see where I've done that. I've manipulated. I've lied. I've, you know, tried to uh, boss people around. I've done some of everything to get my way. And Lord, I'm done with that. That's a, that's a simple renunciation. No big deal. You just want it out of your life and you let God know it so that he can get it out of your life. Amen. He's the only way it can remove it and he has to have our permission to do it. And so this is how we live our lives as believers. The things that you come across that you see, it's called conviction. It's like, you know what? I'm guilty of that. I've done that and I sure would like to be able to continue, but here I am, fingers pointed at me, I'm going to quit. You know, just get it out of your system. If Even if you don't, ain't feeling it, say it anyway. Say it by faith, amen? It's wrong, you don't want it. And this is how you stay free, amen? You don't let yourself get entangled back up again with nonsense and stuff Jesus has set you free from already, amen? And so, so uh, this is how it's done. So here we have, this war in heaven and it's revelation chapter 12 and it says here and we know that the woman survives this warfare amen and uh is is now part of part of what's on earth amen it says here uh in verse 11 no verse 12 therefore rejoice ye heavens and ye that dwell in them woe to the inhabitants of the earth and of the sea For the devil has come down to you. So this is how we get involved in this warfare. Amen. It goes from, you know, it kind of reminds you ever seen one of them old westerns where the guy is standing at the bar and somebody hits him in the jaw and they miss him and the next guy gets hit and they tumble on out to the streets. Well, that's us. We done, they done tumbled on out to the streets and that's where we live. And so, uh, it tumbles down from heaven to earth. And it says that, um, thank you, Lord, his, he is woe to the inhabitants of the earth and the sea, for the devil is come down to you having great wrath because he knows that he has but a short time. And when the dragon saw that he was cast into the earth, he persecuted the woman, which brought forth the man child. So that's us. The Jews and the Christians get persecuted, amen, because the woman represents the church. Many people think if she represents Israel and the child represents the Christians because we were birthed out of Israel, amen, that seed of Abraham, the eternal seed of Abraham by faith. And so it says, and to the woman were given two wings of a great eagle that she might fly into the wilderness into her place where she is nourished for a time and times and, and, and a half and a half a time from the face of the serpent. So this is your life in the spirit. You fly away into a place in the spirit where God nourishes you. He protects you. Nothing harm can come to you. Amen. But the serpent still persecutes the church. And the serpent cast out of his mouth water 
as a flood after the woman that he might cause her to be carried away of the flood. So there is, you know, when sometimes when we feel a, a sense of unease or something that you you feel that by the spirit you can still perceive it amen because if this weren't true i mean and nothing's there but see your spirit now is born again and it's open to spiritual happenings and so what we often do we you know we either shake it off disregard look around us and say devil you ain't getting no play here today you know you take authority and you stay over in the realm of the spirit where you know God is there to protect you and to comfort you. And in God, you look at this example and you see where God always takes care of the church. The church is never defeated. The church never goes down to the devil's power. And it says, and the earth helped the woman. Amen. So everything that God has put here is here to help us. Amen. If we will will be godly about the way we steward over things, it says the earth helped the woman and the earth opened her mouth and swallowed up the flood, which the dragon cast out of his mouth. Now, if you turn to Matthew 25, I think this gives you a good explanation of what this place is. When the earth opens up her mouth to swallow the flood. What do you think was created there? Matthew 25. And what did we see? 25 and verse 41. Hang on. I've got the wrong reference here. But it it was where Jesus describes hell as a place prepared for the devil and his angels. Amen. Um, People. Which one is it? Well, whose glasses are these I'm reading with? Okay, I'm sorry, it was. It says here, then he shall say unto them on the left hand, left is always wrong, okay? (laughs) He says, depart from me, you cursed unto everlasting fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. Now, people say, well, why did God create hell? He did not. Because if you look at Revelation 12, 16, the earth helped the woman by opening up her mouth so really that was the preparation Uh, the preparation for hell was the earth being told open up your mouth and swallow this stuff that the devil's spewing out so that it doesn't destroy humanity because god did not want the devil's puke to be on top of the earth where it would destroy us So God prepared an opening in the earth for that to be swallowed up. Now, what's in hell? All of that stuff that the devil spewed out, 
all of his evil, his sickness, disease, cancer, lung disease, all the diseases that haven't been thought of yet, all of that's in hell. Why? God had to prepare a place for the what the devil created and what he manufactured in destroying humanity. So that's that's what the devil gets to live with forever. It's like you made it, devil, you live in it. Amen. And and God didn't make it for humanity. He he prepared it for Satan and his angels. But if people don't turn to God, they can go there. You make the decision yourself. After you have heard the gospel and you still refuse, that's how that's that decision is made. By not trusting God and not keeping your heart open to the hearing of the gospel. And so so uh that that place is prepared and and it is there and God doesn't want us to go there. It was not made for us. The garden was made for us and heaven was made for us and the new heaven and new earth will be made for us. But it, it hell is not your normal domain. He doesn't want you there. And so uh anyway, but you know, people who insist on serving the devil and go along with this that's like, you know, it's like home to people. Really? It's what they live in every day. They don't want anything of God. And God will not force it on you. So pray seriously for people. You know, if if you got loved ones, claim them all in. Pull them all in. Say, God, what do I do? I don't want them to go to hell. I want them to be saved. And God will help you do it. Amen. He's all for that. He wants somebody who loves people enough to to pull them into everlasting life. So mutual manipulation between Jezebel and Ahab. They work together, but they always appear to be at odds. These two spiritual forces work as a couple. And they work uh, in cooperation with each other. But the fruit of their uh, relationship is always something negative. It's strife. It's um, uh, confusion, devilishness. Um, You'll see a lot of times you'll see people that uh, refuse to marry one another and have children together. They can't get along. Why is that? That's because they've been manipulated by these two spirits. You know, oh, it's going to be different for me because we love each other and yah this and yah that. And then, boom, it's like something clashes. All of a sudden, it breaks out where they don't get along, can't stand each other, uh, don't don't care for each other anymore. And you can't force them to. There's a spiritual force and a spiritual dynamic here that's keeping that going. Um, and I'll show you what it is. Uh, this is where the lust, hate, and murder triad comes in to play. And that's in your prayers too. So, uh, you know, we're going over this now in case you weren't fully understanding of what all that was about. Um, I put the scripture references where I could. There were some places where we just had to 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 uh put the word in there and hopefully you got a concordance if you're not sure what it is you can look it up but in second samuel chapter 13 you'll see the story here of two of uh david's children amnon and tamar in uh let me see 13 i guess i'm starting verse 1 
this is a very old story. This is a very old spiritual triad that deceives many, many people. You'll see this repeated in the same people's lives over and over again because they think it's going to be different this time. That's that's what you hear people say. And if they don't say it, they're thinking it because they think, you know, when people have a bad relationship, they tend to blame each other. They, uh, well, that he, they were just the wrong person. Well, why they got to be wrong? How come you can't be wrong? You got me? See, that's the beginning of the accuser of the brethren comes in there and starts giving you thoughts about that person that before all of this happened, you loved them to bits. Couldn't stay away from them. Amen. Now all of a sudden you got this, can't stand them. Why'd that happen? This is because it's, it's sinful. And it start in verse one. It says in second uh, Samuel 13, one, it came to pass after this that Absalom, the son of David, had a fair sister whose name was Tamar. And Amnon, the son of David, loved her. Now, these boys had different mothers. Amen. But Tamar and Absalom had the same mother. And Amnon was so vexed that he fell sick for his sister Tamar. For she was a virgin. And Amnon thought it hard for him to do anything to her. In other words, people, those days, they had the law that really forbade people marrying siblings. However, they were stepbrother and sister. So there was a door open where possibly, if he really loved her and wanted her as a wife, could have asked the father, could have asked David if he could arrange for a marriage for them. And see if that was permissible. Amen. There was a chance that it wasn't. And so he thought. it. But Amnon had a friend. Whose name was Jonadab. Devil. Everybody's. You know whenever anybody has a friend. That wants to ask him. What's wrong with you? Leave him alone. Because you're healed. You're prosperous. You're saved. There's nothing wrong with you. Amen. Because usually there's some scheme of the devil to give you an idea of something to do to resolve it that's not God. Amen. People are always interested in how you feel and leave them alone. You're a big girl. You can speak up for yourself if you need to help. And this was a son of Shemiah, David's brother. And Jonadab was a very subtle man. Amen. Who else do we know is like that? A serpent in the garden. Amen. And he said unto him, why are you being the king's son? Huh? It's familiar too. If you be the son of God. See, all of these phrases, you pay attention to the way people phrase things and the way the enemy has traditionally phrase things because the devil doesn't have a big vocabulary you understand what i'm saying if you pray in tongues for about five minutes and you'll find out he won't stay around so he don't have a big vocabulary he can't figure out a lot of stuff and when he can't figure stuff out he gets out of the way and he says he said why are you being the king's son lean from day to day 
Will you not tell me? And Amnon said to him, I love Tamar, my brother Absalom's sister. Jonadab said to him, go and lie down in your bed and make yourself sick. And when your father comes to see you, this man has a plot all plotted out. So this is when the devil gives you step by step by step and tell you it's going to work. Amen. Just go get your mind on something else. You can't plot to make evil good and, and you can't plot to make evil work for you. And the more steps in the plot, the more demonic it is. Because the devil tries to cover all of his bases before he even gets started. And he says, uh, if you, I'm going to have your father, David, come to visit you. And he's going to look at you and see how sick you are and tell you, tell your sister to come and feed you something. Amen. Now, now in, in, in Jewish culture, women's, women traditionally served men. Whoever you were called upon to serve, you served at the command of whoever was in charge there. So he even gets David involved in this thing. So it will seem official to the sister. So instead of uh, Amnon, instead of Jonadab setting up a situation where he can tell David, you know, I'm in love with, with my half sister here. Is it possible that you could give me her for a wife? David probably said, no, I got somebody else better for you. I got your wife and give him a wife and this, the fever's broken. You understand what I'm saying? But, but if that were the case, but this is something that is demonically driven to desire somebody that you're not supposed to have. And in your life, there are going to be a lot of people like that. You got me? Uh, uh, a relative's husband, the sister's husband, the cousin's husband. There's a lot of people that are off limits to you. And you just can't sit around and fever after them people. you got to get your word in you and break that fever and say, oh, no, Lord, this is wrong. I'm not supposed to be even thinking like this. You got me? Straighten me out here. God, help me. Amen. And go get your mind renewed in the word of God and stay off some of them uh, housewives of this and in in hoes of that and all the kind of other stuff. We excuse me. I'm sorry. But you know what I'm saying? Ain't nobody's wife because they ain't faithful to everybody and slept with them. So what else are you going to call it? Let's get real here. They, all this deception. Of, I don't have to respect them shows. Got no business putting them on TV anyway. Christians don't have any business watching them. Well, I don't watch it for that. You're going to get it anyway. <laughs> Let me stop. Let me get back to my Bible. I was doing good. I was reading. And he, he so uh, Jonadab sets this thing up and pretend to be sick and I'll have Tamar let my sister Tamar come and, and, you know, kill some meat for me and cook it. And, and, and if she, she'll help me to get better, that kind of thing. So Amnon lay down, made himself sick. And when the king was come to see him, Amnon said to him, I pray thee, let Tamar, my sister, come and make me a couple of cakes in my sight. Then I eat her at her hand. David sent home to Tamar. Go and take care of your brother. He's sick. It all sounds innocent to David. Tamar went to her brother Amnon's house. He was laid down. He took and she took flour and kneaded it, baked the cake, took the pan, poured them before him, and he refused to eat. And he said, send all the men out of here. So they were left alone. 
And Amnon said to Tamer, bring me the meat into the chamber that I, and you know the story. And so, uh, and she told him, she refused him, don't force me. This should not be done in Israel. So it was uh, something that was forbidden. And he says, uh, uh, she said, where shall I go to get rid of my shame? And he said, and as for you, you shall be as one of the fools in Israel. In other words, you'll be, have a reproach against you and you'll be marked. He said, speak to the king for he will not withhold me from you. How be it? He would not hearken unto her voice, but being stronger than her, he forced her and lay with her. Then Amnon hated her exceedingly. So this is an automatic thing, folks. You can't say, oh, it's going to be different with us. He hated her exceedingly. So that he hate, the hatred wherewith he hated her was greater than the love wherewith he loved her. See, this is the answer for women. He say, well, he say he loved me. Why is he hitting me? Can we get that girl a Bible? You know, don't be shocked. This is how the devil operates. He, the devil puts you together to destroy each other. Well, why would he do that? That's just the kind. Did you read back in, in Revelation 12? He mad because he got a short time. He got to work quick. So he's doing a quick work to get people to hate one another and get them to once loved each other to turn on one another. You know, the best way to get over a broken heart is renounce how you got into it. You, know, you see these people just, oh, I don't know, I, I just can't get, oh, yes, you can get over it. Trust me, the blood will pay for it. Blood is paid for you to get over it. You just got to get in the word, get under the power of the word. You know, parents, don't be letting your unmarried children uh, stay overnight in your house with all, all this old nonsense stuff. Cut that stuff out. You know, just you don't have to encourage anything. You don't have to stand and preach at people all the time. Just say, no, no, you know, this is a holy house here. All hell will break loose against me if I let y'all do that. Go somewhere else. Amen. But you ain't doing that here. And just let God be in control. Take a risk for a change. You know, sometimes people give their children too much leniency, too many things. No, hold fast on the things that you know God is, is adamant about. And he's adamant about your children living for him, not living any kind of way. It's not going to work. So here he hates her more than, than he ever, and then he loved her. So he tells her, get up and go. And and she says, this is evil sending me away. She pleads for him to to care for her, and it's just not there. Amen. And so he told him, "Put call the servant and said, put her out. Locked the door after her. Amen. Yep. She put put her coat over her head and ashes on her head. Mourning. Amen. For the loss of her virginity. And so this is something that, that we need to understand. This lust, hate, and murder. Three spirits roll together. Violence always comes before murder. Hatred comes before murder. Amen. So you need to know murder is lurking in this kind of relationship. But we we got married. You better repent of your sin. Before you got married, did you go to the altar 
of God and ask him to forgive you? Oopsie. Well, something's going to be sacrificed in that relationship. So here we see Absalom gets involved. Absalom, her brother, said to her, verse 20, has your brother Amnon been with you? And and she said, uh, Tamar uh, remained desolate in Absalom's house. So she answered yes, and Absalom took her in. But when David heard of these things, he was very angry. Absalom spoke to his brother Amnon, neither good nor bad. So here we got somebody plotting to get even revenge. So eventually Absalom has Amnon murdered. So there's your murder. Now, where do we see this in modern day relationships? Well, you see a lot of babies aborted. That's your murder in the lust-hate. Two people couldn't stay away from each other, always being nice to each other, buying gifts for each other until the girl's pregnant. Amen? Then the man starts to get scarce, get lost. He don't want to be around. No, nowadays they get ashamed and show up when the baby's born, but they're very scarce after that. Amen? This is this is how it works. You can't do no better. Amen? And so there's somebody plotting to murder somebody in this. And now it's the innocent baby that gets it. Because this, this, this scenario has to be completed. This is why the devil does it, to get to take an innocent life. You understand me? And to have children grow, grow up in a single family household, nothing but struggle. The child doesn't know a, a peaceful life, a normal life, unless you can get God involved and let God start taking over your life, start living differently. Amen? Because God has a new, different life for you to live in spite of how you got there, in spite of your sin, in spite of your parents' sin, in spite of anybody's sin. God has a decent life for you if you'll let him give it to you. Amen? Problem is people fight God so much because they don't think they can have a decent life. You got me? So stay with God. Let him provide for you. Let him show you what you're really in this earth for. There's there's beautiful things that happen when children start out of wedlock. You should, but you've got to walk with God to get that. You can't walk the old way and have a wonderful life. You've got to consider this a new day, a new life, and have a new life in God. So it doesn't have to end that way. It's it's a uh, I think it's a blessing where you will see uh, people in front of these abortion clinics convince a woman to have that baby and give that baby a good life with a new family, because obviously the baby's not wanted. Amen. And and don't be don't compound it. You know you can't generate feeling that you don't have or ability that you don't have. So so do something that's going to help that child. Look out for that child and and carry that baby to term and let that baby be adopted by a good family, a good Christian family. And so there are ways for for redemption to come into these situations. And this is what we pray. This is why we pray. We pray for this triad to be broken up, for people to realize, go ahead and get married. 
it's it's a chance it's a faith move on everybody's part you'll never know if that's the person for you or the right person you just concentrate on you being the right person amen don't put so much responsibility on the other person to be right amen you start being right and god will see that right things come into your life but don't don't think that you'll never have a marriage or you'll never have a family or never have the life god wants you to have you will but you got to serve god and you got to trust him to get that and you got to keep these demons out of your life amen quit looking for attention from the opposite sex all the time you know you see these people supposed to be ministers and every time you see them on facebook they got a new selfie up there you understand what i'm saying why are you so interested in people seeing you put a scripture up there you know hide behind a scripture you know what i'm saying anything but but this this uh new kind of culture that we live in is 100 percent demonic that's all it is it's just the devil after people and accelerating their fall and accelerating their demise and accelerating their trouble you know so so we have to avoid this stuff folks we you can you can live above it and god has called us to live above it amen you know your sins are forgiven if you're holy your children are holy they're not cast offs they're not unwanted they're very much wanted by god amen so so god knew what you were going to do when you were doing it and he's already made provision for your redemption for your coming into the kingdom but don't get involved in this lust business you know just running after somebody because they like you they like you one minute and you know just like you like you one minute and don't like you the next you know so you just can't live like that you live out of every word that proceeds from god's mouth so so there you have your lust hate and murder triad explained now you see why the enemy is always trying to get young people involved with each other without the benefit of marriage amen and you want to be a married person amen you see people well they wasn't right for me ain't nobody gonna be right for you just go and get married you know the bible said that's how you break the fever the bible said don't be consumed by lust you know you don't get married for love all the time anyway don't try to tell you don't even know what it is most people you have to grow into a knowledge of it <laughs> and all the married people <laughs> you got to grow up and be realistic you know you know back in the this this culture this country was uh, built on people who got married for practical reasons you know you had a woman that was a young widow and she had children and there was a man that didn't have any children and you know they just got married well, you know i feel feel like miss sally you would be a good match for me and i'd be a good man i i read my bible every day and i take care of them children like they was my own and that, that was the marriage amen you know we get too many crazy stars in our eyes about things you know you have to be practical about what you're doing and 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 who you're connected with all of that kind of stuff it has to be some kind of reasonable understanding of what you're getting involved in and it's like god am i willing to to stay with this person in spite of ups and downs and they can get pretty down sometimes amen but if you know god is going to help you out of it you can do it 
Amen. You're trusting God. God created marriage. You can't have a marriage without trusting him. Amen. Good marriage, bad marriage, they all marriage. Marriage is all the same. You understand what I'm saying? There's no good, no bad. You just stay married. You know what I'm saying? You grow together. You live together. You help each other out. You don't abandon each other. You understand when, when things get rough, you don't walk away from it. That's that's what marriage is for. It's not about stars in your eyes and he's the one and, you know, I'm, I'm all for getting a real valid, can I say this? Get a valid commitment with a nice size ring. You understand? That's how you know they're serious. Other than that, they're just playing games. You know what I'm saying? You you gotta you gotta start out the right way. If you don't start out, you can wait. Well, we just want to get. Uh, uh-uh, uh. Don't get like that. I bind that devil in Jesus' name. Simmer down and think. Amen. Just think about it. It's a blessing. Amen. Marriage is a blessing, not something hard. God makes it easy for us if we trust him in it. But the devil wants to stop it because marriage is the foundation of every society. There is not a society that has ever developed that did not have marriage in it. Why? Because it comes from God. You don't think of that yourself out of nowhere. God puts that idea and says, you know, you love somebody, you want to commit to them. You don't want them running off leaving you. You you want them to commit to you too. You know, you want to form a family and have stability with and count on each other. And that's what that's for. Anything else is a bad counterfeit. It's from Satan. It's not going to work. I don't care how you try to work it. Amen. There have been people that, that have get saved after living together for years. They need to get that out of their system. They need to get that, 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 you know, renounce that demon. There's a devil that's been working there and he don't just evaporate and go nowhere, you know, just because you tie the knot. Your sins have to be forgiven. Amen. You got to go before God and break that, break that off of you. Amen. You know, and, and so we, we have to understand these things, people as spirit beings. But these are, this is how this trinity operates. Uh, Pharaoh's the aggressive male. Jezebel and Ahab work together to manipulate people and to coerce them in a nice, subtle way. Amen. So, so what, what we see it doing these days and how this Jezebel Ahab a pair operate is we see this operating in um, uh, among our young people now to keep sexual confusion on them. Whenever you see uh, women dressing their boys in uh, dresses and putting them in the mirror and dressing them up, that's Jezebel and Ahab allows it. Now it may be a a marriage involved, and they still are are at it. So it doesn't matter. A, a legal marriage doesn't stop the operation of spiritual forces. In fact, that's how they keep things more confused because people say simple things like, well, if there was a marriage there, you wouldn't have all this problem. Uh, if you let the devil in, you will. You got me? A marriage is, is good. It gives a good foundation because then God can come and help you. Amen. Even if you're not saved, 
He will try to preserve an unsaved marriage if you want it preserved. Amen? Doesn't matter. Marriage is marriage. It belongs to God. But many times you will see this in operation in families where the woman tends to be able to get her way most of the time. When I say that, I mean usurping authority over the man or uh, get the man to a point where he gives up and doesn't care to be in authority in the household anymore. Amen. And so there are many ways people have to manipulate and get their own way in relationships. And and uh, this this pair destroys relationships, destroys the family harmony, destroys the children's future by indulging these fantasies often that children have where the man, women who you'll see this, this uh, women will say this sometimes. Well, well, my husband's so mean and he, he beats the kids too much. Well, what's that mean? Do you understand what I'm saying? Some, for some women, it's they don't want any discipline and they want the man. That's my baby. You, you understand what I'm saying? That kind of thing. And possessiveness because that, that, that baby is 50% the dad too. You're, you're the caretaker and the caregiver and all that. But that baby is 50% the dad. And when these forces get involved in the court system, they push the man out as far as having any kind of say-so over the future of those children and lets the woman's ideas dominate. And this is why you have so many children now that are having uh, their bodies mutilated. They're having transgender surgeries done. It's because any whim that that woman gets is what she'll go for. And right now the enemy is putting pressure on women to just divorce themselves from a man's influence any way that they can. That came through the women's movement in this country and worldwide. So this is a worldwide attack of this pair, Jezebel and Ahab, against the family to cause deterioration. No go forth, multiply, increase, all of that that's cut down and cut back. And the devil does it so that he could stop the human race. He was trying to do it in the garden, and he's still at it. So any time, any movement that discourages life, that in, it discourages uh, normal heterosexual relationships, you got to know that's of the devil, and it's to destroy humanity. It, you know, in the devil, has, he's got, he's got, he's patient with his plan. But once his plan gets worldwide operation, there's no telling what he's going to do to stop humanity. And that's why we pray. Amen. That's why we pray to stop this. Sometimes you may think these prayers aren't doing much. And then all of a sudden you'll see God move and start destroying a lot of this foolishness and putting an end to it because he wants a church who's willing to occupy on his behalf until he comes for humanity. Now, now. People will feel like, yeah, she's talking about this and that. And, you know, it, it's not about talking about you or anybody you know. These are spiritual forces, folks. We, I ain't talking about people. You know, we've all been influenced by them. Amen. You know, you've all had plots and plans to get your way in different things. But now you're saved. Now you can choose the right way. And that's what God expects us to do. So we're going to... Uh, um, 
pray again today we can um, take authority oh here's my Bible here's my prayer manual that's the one for sale it's the one that got the stuff marked in it so yeah we're going to take authority over Jezebel and Ahab and tell them they don't have anything right to our I think we'll pray the seed of the righteous thank you Lord ah seed of the righteous and crimes against children okay we'll do those well father we thank you for giving us authority over all the works of the enemy right now lord we renounce jezebel ahab and pharaoh we don't want them in our lives we say no to you you have no authority and no influence over our minds and over our thoughts in the name of jesus we bind the lust hate and murder triad we declare no male babysitters we break spirits of stupor and folly over parents and we lose godly wisdom we declare homes upright before the lord thank you lord the hearts of the fathers you're turning toward the sons and the sons toward the fathers thank you for protection for our loved ones from by the heavenly host we break mind occult and drug culture powers over them jezebel we cut your cords to your children you show no pity if she weeps for them we say let the word of god not depart from the children's mouths that children will be raised in nurture and admonition of the lord we break the power of witchcraft in schools and in children and in the home. Thank you, Lord. Take weapons uh, uh, safely out of the home and make guns, etc., unavailable to children. That the uh, government will compel people to be more responsible with their guns and firearms and not la- allow children to have free access to them. We thank you, Lord. We bind strife and violence between children. We bind peer pressure to commit murder, and we pray for the fruit of self-control. We break the power of gangs. Thank you, Lord. Make them undesirable to children. We break the power of witchcraft that allows kidnapping, rape, murder, terrorist spirits, and Internet stalking. Jezebel, we bind your false family and fantasy spirits as companions for lonely or rejected children. Lord, we ask you to fill up their loneliness with your love and make children wise as serpents and harmless as doves. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Draw children to Christian websites and safe places for them to entertain themselves in Jesus' name. And we pray for the seed of the righteous. And we thank you, Lord, that God's children are not for sale, that they will be delivered. They will not beg bread. They'll hate sin and the devil. They have your covenant established in their lives. They inherit all that we have in you and increase in your glory. They increase exceedingly, and of the kingdom there shall be no end, that they possess the gates of those that hate them, that they choose life, that they may live, that they fear and glorify the Lord. They be blessed, be fruitful, increase abundantly, be multiplied, and wax exceedingly mighty. They inherit the earth and be established forever. They be mighty upon the earth, be delivered, though hand joined in hand. They will have the Holy Spirit poured out on them and have the word of God continually in their mouths and we declare that the glory of the latter house will be greater than that of the former house they are taught of the lord and great is their peace they'll train in the ways of the lord and when they're old will not depart from it they are your inheritance let them be filled with wisdom and have favor with god and with man that they honor their father and mother that their days will be long on the earth and it will be well with them in jesus name amen and amen and amen again we praise god amen amen praise god amen praise god well if anybody that's been influenced by these spirits now you're aware 
it's not you it's not something like a generational curse you just got to live with you can renounce this stuff and get rid of it today have to live with the devil poking and prodding at you and trying to make you think it's normal for you to be manipulated or to be a manipulator so you can let that go amen just let it go tell god you don't want it you're done with it forgive you for it and just walk in your newness it's a new day for all of us amen praise god why don't we do our declaration i don't have rona she don't have me i can't get rona she can't get me and i don't have whatever it is you're fighting and it can't get me and it don't have me amen thank you lord by your stripes we are healed amen it is so decreed amen again praise god amen